podcast invites you to join us to study the daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Emma Kipley-Ogman, Assistant Rabbi of Beth Jacob Congregation in Mendota Heights, Minnesota. And today we're learning Daf Mem Chet 48 of Masechet Shabbat. So if Shabbat starts at 4.30, but dinner isn't until 7, and you want to keep a lasagna warm, and you don't want to turn on or off any of your appliances, what's the best way to do that? Soup stays perfectly warm on the hot plate, but lasagna turns to mush. So if you finish baking it just at 4.15, turn the oven off but put the lasagna back in covered and wrapped in a towel, the oven cools off and the lasagna stays perfectly hot for dinner. Chapter 4 of Masechet Shabbat is all about this challenge. I might use my warm oven and a bath towel, but households at the time of the Talmud had different materials on hand. The rabbis in this parak consider optimum materials for heat retention, not from an engineering perspective of which inert materials might most effectively keep food hot for Shabbat, but rather through the lens of the previous chapter, which materials are mukta, set aside for Shabbat, and therefore not to be handled. The Mishnah on the previous page eliminates fruit waste, garbage, salt, lime, sand, straw, the compost from pressing grapes, feathers, and wet grasses as possible materials for insulating hot food. The Talmud will investigate these materials to see under what conditions one could use them. The Daf opens with a cautionary tale about materials for warming that warns of two potential dangers, not including burning one's fingers. Rabbah and Rabbi Zeira went to visit the home of the head of the diaspora, they saw a servant putting a mug of warm water on top of an urn of hot water. Rabbi yelled at him. Rabbi Zera said, what's the difference? We know it's permitted to put a hot thing on a hot thing. Rabbi answered, in that case, it just keeps it hot. Here, the vat of hot water adds heat to the mug, which is already cooling. In this first part of the story, the servant is using the most basic kind of material for warming, water that is already hot. The concern with this material, as Rabbah indicates, is that it could heat something up rather than just keeping it hot. So the servant tries again, putting some material between the vat and the mug. Rabbah saw the same servant putting a handkerchief over a vat of water and placing a mug on that. He yelled at him again. Rabbi Zera said, why? Rabbah said, watch and you'll see. They saw the servant wring out the handkerchief. Rabbi Zera asked, what's the difference between using a handkerchief and using something specifically designated to cover the vat and hold the mug? Rabbi says, there you're not careful, lest it get wet. Here, with the handkerchief, you're careful. Meaning, you might wring it out, which is too close to doing laundry and therefore forbidden on Shabbat. In the second part of the story, the concern is not for heating the water in the mug. They found a way around that with the handkerchief. But what will happen with the handkerchief itself? Will using a particular material to help warm food lead a person to violate their Shabbat practice through how they use that material? 
In this case, Raba indicates that the subtle difference of using a cloth specifically designated for the purpose would make a person less likely to worry about water on the cloth than if they'd used their pocket handkerchief. The same material carries different meaning in different contexts. A small, square sheet of woven cotton could be a handkerchief, and it could be the cover for a water urn. The openness of objects to a variety of potential uses is a primary source of human creativity. My nine-month-old son already turns the wooden spoons from the kitchen towards an endless variety of play. On the other hand, the specific gadgets, the mango slicer, the avocado knife, the grapefruit spoons, the cherry pitters, stay in the drawer until they are needed for their specific task. Practicing Shabbat asks us to put some boundaries on our creativity so that we don't find ourselves engaged in real work. On the other hand, the proliferation of very specific gadgets contradicts a value of living lightly on the earth. Perhaps there is something in keeping our homes full of flexible materials, cotton squares that could fill any number of different purposes, but making a conscious decision before Shabbat to limit the use of any one for the day. This one is for keeping the mug warm. I won't worry about water spilling on it until after Shabbat. Later on the page, the rabbis worry about feathers. They wonder why anyone would want to use such a fancy, expensive material for keeping things warm. But in case you were considering it, they explore whether feathers are even a material we handle on Shabbat. It seems like they might be altogether mukta. But Rav Chista permits us to use feather, to put feathers back in a pillow on Shabbat. Rav Hanan Bar Chista objects with this teaching. It is permitted to handle a collar on Shabbat, but we don't open it. He's thinking of a kind of shirt where you would open the head hole before wearing it. We don't put feathers into a pillow or a mattress on Yom Tov, and we don't have to say about Shabbat, because if we're not stuffing pillows even on Yom Tov, we clearly wouldn't on Shabbat. The Talmud suggests there is no contradiction. Why? Rav Hanan Bar Chista refers to a new mattress, and Rav Chista refers to an old one. There's a teaching to support this distinction. We don't stuff feathers into a pillow or mattress on Yantif, and we don't even have to say on Shabbat. But if they fell out, we put them back on Shabbat, and we don't even have to say on Yantif. The same action, stuffing feathers into a pillow, carries different meaning if one is preparing a pillow for its initial use, or making an existent pillow usable and comfortable again after its stuffing fell out. Shabbat in this frame is about being being with how things are, rather than thinking about the new next material thing we might want, or new next way of being we might strive for. The same with the handkerchief. If we set ourselves up so that we don't have to worry about the next way something will be used, but focus on how we're using it now, the way we use objects as part of a Shabbat practice can bring us towards living more fully in the present moment. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.